Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Meghla Bhardwaj. And today on the episode, we're going to be talking about optimizing the copy for your Amazon listing, how you can write amazing copy, amazing kick-ass copy for your Amazon listings to increase your conversions and increase your sales. And to talk about this topic, I have with me Emma from Marketing by Emma. Hey, Emma, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. So, um, you know, before we get into the topic for today, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your background uh, and how exactly do you help Amazon sellers? Sure. So I have a background in marketing that exists beyond um, before I started on Amazon or rather helping Amazon sellers before I had my own business. So I was in the marketing field and gravitated towards uh, copywriting and really figuring out how you can make people do certain things through the written word. And in 2016, my husband and I decided to open our own business together and we really uh, immediately realized the need of Amazon sellers in not only providing them really great copy, but also knowing how to do all of the things that you need to do specifically for Amazon to in order to be successful. So it's not simply writing something that looks good and sounds good, but incorporates all of the SEO that you need to include, as well as making sure that you're playing by all of Amazon's rules and not saying anything you shouldn't say or doing something that you shouldn't do that might uh, negatively impact your ability to continue selling there. Awesome. So go ahead. Yeah. So do you specialize in uh, Amazon specifically or do you offer uh, services related to, you know, blogs, for example, or other content related services as well? So we, Amazon is one of our specialties, but more generally, we help e-commerce businesses with the written word and help them sell more effectively with writing. So less of blogs, that is something that we do from time to time, but really anything that you think of a business needing that they would want to create in writing that would make somebody do something. So our goal is to get a customer or another business to act and behave in a certain way. So whether that's clicking add to cart, whether that's getting them to pick up a phone and find out some more information, whatever that be, it's whatever that may be, it's really getting them to take action. Okay. Sounds interesting. So, okay, let's get into the topic for today. So, um, you know, in your view, how important is Amazon listing copy for uh, increasing sales and conversions? I mean, do you have any examples of uh, listings where you've, you know, revised the copy or optimized the copy and then conversion rates have increased significantly? Yes, we see that a lot of times. And when you talk about uh, copy being important, it's one of the few tools that sellers have to act actually uh, influence the purchasing decision on Amazon. So once you get somebody to your page, you have your images, you have your reviews, and you have your copy. Obviously, you know, you have other things like what the competitive marketplace looks like in, the, in your product itself, but your goal once you get somebody to the page is to help them be able to identify whether your product is the product that's going to fit their specific needs. And it's also helpful to 
to also identify the people that your product isn't the right product for. And so not only can we help people uh, to improve their conversion rates with great copy, but you can also have some other types of benefits like minimizing return rates or just starting to really build a, a relationship with your customers, perhaps even getting them interested and excited to find out about the other types of products you're selling, not just purchasing that specific product, but really getting to know you as a brand. Okay, interesting. Um, so what are some of the no-nos or some of the mistakes that people make when it comes to copy and listing uh, in, in Amazon listings? There are a lot of mistakes. I think if we're just going to start on the very basic level, so one of the things that you want to make sure that you're always doing when you're creating a, a product page for Amazon is you want to be very clear about the keywords that you're needing to be focusing on when you're creating that um, that listing. So if you're going in and you don't have that research done and you don't have a list that you're working from, then you're really leaving yourself up to chance about whether you're incorporating all of those words and phrases that you need to be indexing properly uh, in order to be able to run PPC campaigns and to make sure that people are organically finding your product. So first and foremost, you want to start with a, a really great list because if you don't have that, you're most likely not going to just naturally write about all of the different keywords that you might be able to use. Uh, so from there, then you want to have a very clear idea of who your customer is. And a lot of people, they put the focus on themselves and they put the focus on their product. So you'll see a lot of sentences and bullets starting with we, I, our, the. And you have to remember that people are most concerned about and their favorite topic is typically themselves and so you want to be really able to take advantage of that and to think about how can you position your product and what you're creating in a way that really uh, caters to that idea and helps them feel special and helps them feel like you understand their problems and that you're really trying to find answers for those problems and so putting the customer at the center is very very important and then helping them see how your product and your brand will help them solve their problems rather than just telling them about how great your product is um, another really simple basic one that unfortunately I see happening all the time is making sure that you're using proper grammar and spelling and just following all of those basic principles of good writing. Um, it's you have to think about something like a product page as a first impression. And so that's your opportunity to really win somebody over. And if you are being sloppy with that, it's going to reflect on you and your brand in a way that you might not realize. So even if somebody's not looking at a page and saying, oh, well, they misspelled that and that's the wrong form of that word, and they might not be thinking all of those things on a conscious level, but subconsciously they might be saying, hmm, this person hasn't put that much thought and attention into what they're creating. Does that mean that maybe their product isn't as reliable as they're saying it is? What if I have a problem? Are they actually going to try to be helping me or are they just sort of going to disappear? Um, are they a reliable company that's going to actually be, um, you know, if it's, if it's a consumable good, so something that you're actually putting into your body or something that's uh, topical that you're putting on your body, then you really want to feel uh, trust with the company that you're choosing to purchase from because it's not simply something that's going to be sitting on a desk somewhere. It's something that you're um, 
that you're exposing yourself to potential risks even. And so all of those things are really influential that even just on that sort of lower level. So you want to make sure to be very aware of that. And there are free tools. Uh, you know, any word processor has a, a basic spell check and grammar function. There's plugin uh, called Grammarly, which is great that you can install and type everything up in uh, in an online word processor, processor and run it through there. And um, I would I would strongly encourage you to do that. And you even take an eye if you're hiring somebody else. Read read over it again because sometimes little errors will slip through, or perhaps um, there could be just some other little um, detail that isn't exactly right. And so having that eye to detail, it's, it's worth putting that extra effort in. Okay, that makes sense. So I think one of the things that copywriters always struggle with is um, talking about functions, features versus uses of the product or how will this product really help enhance my life or you know improve my life. So do you have any suggestions of how people can add uh, you know, emotion or use psychology to enhance copy? Yeah, so that's a great question. And it, it's something that I see all the time because I think it's very easy to confuse a benefit with a feature. So let's say um, you're purchasing a computer and they say how fast the computer is. On the surface, that might seem like a benefit, but you're not taking it all the way there because what is the actual benefit of the fact of the fact that it's fast. Perhaps it's that you can be more efficient in your day. Uh, maybe it helps you seem more professional when you're at a meeting and you're trying to show a bunch of different things and you don't have to worry about whether your computer is going to be uh, functioning at the speed that you need it to. Perhaps you're a gamer and so you wanna make sure that you're not having any of that delay that could be affecting uh, the game that you're playing. So all of those uh, could be benefits that you could be emphasizing from that one feature of the fact that it's fast. And so that what get, what is really important then is to be very clear about who the customer is that you're hoping to sell to. Because if, if you're selling to a gamer, for example, they're going to have a different set of criteria that they're making a decision on and different sorts of benefits that they're going to be really excited by versus somebody that's purchasing a, a computer for professional needs or maybe just for their child to be able to do some learning activities. So having a very clear sense of who your customer is and then from there thinking about how they're going to interact with your product and where it's solving potential problems. And when you start to hone in on those problems, that's where you'll be able to have a clear idea of what the benefits are and then how to really capitalize on that and present that when, with your writing. Yeah, totally makes sense. So you got to understand your customer, what their pain points are, what exactly they are struggling with, and then how your product can come in and, uh, you know, solve their pain point and make their lives uh, a, a bit easier. So uh, yeah, I think that makes total sense. So, um, you know, let's talk about the different components of an Amazon listing. There's a title, bullet points, there's uh, EBC or A plus content, uh, and then there's the description. So, uh, you know, of all the different components where copy is involved, which do you think, first of all, is the most important? Where should sellers really be focusing a lot of their attention on? So that's sort of a tough question because different parts of the listing serve different purposes. 
influences. So for example, the title is really the only writing that you have to actually influence whether somebody's clicking through to your page. So that serves a unique function uh, that really needs to be clearly communicating what your product is and any of the essential pieces of information that would influence whether somebody's going to be interested enough to figure out, is this the exact product that I'm looking for? Uh, however, the title in and of itself is just a very small piece of that because once you're getting the clicks, people aren't going to be analyzing every single word of your title. And so from there, you want to be thinking about um, the the bullets as well as the description because what's important to remember is that depending upon the device that you're looking on you'll see either the bullets or the description first so if you're on a desktop you'll see the bullets first and then you'll have to scroll down to get to the description however the reverse is true if you're on a mobile or tablet so it's it's not it's no longer the case that the description is something that's irrelevant um, because of the way that Amazon is now presenting those things. So you want to make sure that you're capitalizing on all of those spaces so that regardless of the platform that somebody's entering your page from, they're going to be able to very quickly start to get some information about your product and start to make, make those calculations about whether this is the product for them. Um, and so one of the things to be thoughtful about is also the different types of shoppers. So there are the people that are mostly maybe just going to be motivated by reviews and, and a quick skim. There are the people that are very thorough researchers that are going to read every single word, that are going to look at every single photo, that are going to compare you against 10 different competitors and they're going to be so detail oriented. And then there are people that sort of fall in between. Maybe they are motivated by reviews, but they also have a few key things that they're looking for and they can be persuaded to make an impulsive decision if the right things jump out to them. So you want a listing that covers all of those different grounds. So what that means is you want to make it very easy for people to find those pieces of information that they need. And so in the bullets, what that means is having a very clear focus of every single bullet. So rather than sort of jumbling a bunch of information together, really thinking about what are the five key benefits that I can highlight here that would really help people uh, not only understand the full scope of your product, but also be able to look at them and say, oh, okay, well, I'm interested in compatibility with, or I want to know about the ingredients, or I want to know, you know, um, what it, what the sort of main feature of this product is, and then they can really quickly find that. So the bullets are a little bit more limiting because you don't have a lot of room to be formatting things in different ways. But then when you get into the description, you have much more of an ability to uh, be freeform with how you're presenting your product. So if you want to utilize a little bit of storytelling technique, or if you want to make a bulleted list where you're highlighting some of your key ingredients in a more accessible way, uh, then that's a really wonderful space to do that. But because of the fact that it's also sometimes a description on top and sometimes the bullets on top, you also want to be mindful of including the really important details in both. Not, not necessarily just copy pasting, but making sure that if somebody's not making the effort to scroll all the way down, that they can still get those really important details regardless of what point that they enter into your listing and from where they're uh, entering. Okay, so in the bullets, do you start with um, you know benefits of the product? Do you start with main features or like 
what is the most important information that you put in the you know first two bullets and then what kind of information do you put in the rest of the bullets? So I like to follow, um, there, there's actually a journalism technique that's uh, called the inverted pyramid. And so the whole idea is that you start with the most important and the most attention grabbing and then the least important goes to the bottom. And the concept was that of when back when people were reading newsprint and they could just really easily lob off the bottom if they needed to create space. Um, but why that's also useful is because obviously we know that attention is limited. And so you want to make sure that your strongest selling point that you're leading with that and that you're doing the best job that you can to really grab their attention. And that even I would say applies to when you're concentrating on each specific bullet. So don't save your zinger uh, sentence for the last little bit lead with that zinger sentence and then actually support why it is that you're saying that particular thing in the subsequent uh, sentences that follow. And so um, what I like to think about with benefits and features is it's not either or, but rather the benefit is essentially the argument that you're making. So you're saying my product solves this particular product or my or problem or my product is improving your life in this way. And then you come in and you use the features to actually support your claim. So you're not just making an empty statement, but you're saying, you know, this is going to um, be reliable and something that you can count on when times get tough. And that's because we're using the very highest quality stainless steel that's been forged. And, you know, I don't really know. I don't even know what type of product I'm describing right now. But <laughs> Maybe a water bottle think, or something. <laughs> right. The, the, you know, the point being that they should work harmoniously together and that the features are really playing a supporting role to the benefits that you've decided to emphasize in your bullets. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, for me as a buyer, when I'm looking for products to buy on Amazon, I'm kind of put off by text heavy bullet points. Like if there's, you know, a huge chunk of text that I have to read through, that's kind of scary. I mean, I like to have, uh, you know, I like to read short bullet points and, you know, where the main features and functions are kind of summarized. It's easy to digest. I also like the uppercase, like sometimes in bullet points, uh, the first few words are in uppercase. So that's, uh, you know, that highlights the main features. And then I can just read that those first few words and decide if I want to continue reading the rest of the bullet point uh, bullet or not. So, okay. So what about the title? Um, you know, we, we kind of always struggle with putting in a lot of keywords in the title and also making the title relevant and highlighting uh, the benefits of the product. So, what are some of the tips that you have to optimize the title? So you want to think about a lot of things. I would say one of the things that's sort of not always, um, not always treated in the way that it should be is the concept of quantity because how much of a, a product you're selling could really impact the price. And so if somebody's looking at uh, a bunch of different um, items and they see that yours is substantially more expensive and there's nothing to indicate that there's multiples of what it is that you're selling, then you might be taking yourself out of the running without even realizing it. Whereas if you indicated a you know five pack or a set of three or something like that, then suddenly people are able to say, oh, hey, that's a that's a good deal that I'm interested in that. Or why are they selling this in multiple versions? 
you know, does it come in different sizes and do I need different sizes? So I would say that that's something that's not, not a keyword, but that can be really influential in the, um, in formulating a title. You also want to be mindful when you're creating a title that when somebody's on mobile or on a tablet, then they're not going to see the entire title. So if you're creating a 200 character title, the really important information shouldn't be at the 150 character mark because that's not going to be visible to people on those platforms. And so really concentrating on the essential information at the very beginning of the title is, is quite important. I would say it's also worthwhile to uh, it can be very tempting to just create a string of keywords. And again, while keywords are important and serve a very uh, essential role in all of this, you're still ultimately needing to persuade a human, not a computer. And so because of that, you want to make sure that you're not creating an unpleasant experience, making it confusing, not including important information. So thinking about what that customer needs to know in order to be making that clicking decision. So perhaps it's a, let's say it's a skincare product and some, an irritant in a lot of skincare is silicone. So that's something like even myself, I try to avoid silicones in um, any sort of cosmetic product because it irritates my skin. And so if I'm looking for a silicone-free product and I see that silicone-free in the title, then I know that I can confidently click over to that and not be wasting my time trying to click back and forth between a lot of listings to see are they, you know, are they actually silicone-free or is this just what Amazon is is uh, showing me. So being clear about who your customer is, what they care about, what the competitive market is like also, because if you have a special feature that a lot of people are looking for and your competitors don't have that, by emphasizing that in your title, you're helping to set yourself apart from this sea of other listings that all look so similar. You know, you're very limited with your main image that you can create and you, you only have so much space to work with on that search page. And so the title can be that way of starting to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Right. That makes sense. So what about, um, you know, enhanced brand content or A plus content? what do you think uh, sellers should include in that section and you know how do how, how can that section be optimized so one of the really important things when creating ebc or a plus is to realize that you have a unique opportunity to combine imagery and text together and when those two are used together they're so much stronger than either of them individually text doesn't have that same sort of captivating quality as imagery but also um, doesn't communicate as much as effectively and as succinctly as an image does however an image can go the other direction where it can communicate so much that you don't necessarily have control over what a person is taking away from looking at that image but together you can help to really hone what you want people to pay attention to and make it more impactful than simply uh, one or the other could do. Um, particularly lifestyle imagery, research shows that people pay more attention and show greater interest in images that have humans in them. And so not just having a bunch of photos of your product in the studio, but showing your product in real life, people interacting with it, it helps uh, also for customers to be able to imagine 
your product in their own lives. It's no longer this sort of arbitrary thing on a screen. Instead, they can start to see, oh, okay, well, that would fit really well uh, on that shelf in my pantry or whatever it might be. So thinking uh, and being very thoughtful about how you can use imagery. And then also, EBC is sort of like a mini website. So thinking about what are the different sorts of details that you want to be presenting here? How can you maybe start to share a little bit about your brand uh, with some of the new updates? They've also opened up the ability to create comparison charts for any um, registered brand that used to be something that was only available to uh, vendors with A plus content. And now that's something that um, all registered brands have access to. So if you have a range of products, like let's say um, a portable charger, and you have five different portable chargers, and one's heavier but more powerful, one's lighter weight and um, not quite as powerful, you can really break those apart and start to help people very quickly hone in on which is the right product for them. Or perhaps you have a range of products that would all work uh, in great unison together, then you could also start to cross market some of the other items that people uh, could, could then purchase as well. So it's the enhanced brand content isn't just about selling your product, it's really selling your brand, selling your other products, and um, starting to set yourself apart from a very text-heavy listings in com comparison. Right. That's great advice for there. So do you have any tips on keyword research, you know, identifying keywords to put in the uh, headline and bullet points and description? Any tips on identifying the right keywords to target? Definitely. So a few tips uh, that come to the top of my head. One is be very mindful of what your competitor brand names are. So often I see people's keyword lists and half of the keywords are their brand, their, their competitors brand names. And sometimes those brand names can be really sneaky and they don't look like a brand name at all. So being really clear about that, if you have any indication that it might be, you know, search it on Amazon, search it on Google and make sure that you're not uh, incorporating another brand's name into your uh, listing in a way that would go against, um, you know, what you're allowed to do. If you're saying that something's compatible with something else, that's different. But you're not supposed to be uh, using another brand's name to position yourself as better or different or anything like that. And even if you do it accidentally, that could still lead you down a, a dangerous path. So that would be one. Another thing I would say is it can be very tempting to use um, misspellings or uh, other language keywords. A lot of times those can be really unique opportunities where the competition is low and there's a lot of people that are searching those particular terms. Um, those are great but not necessarily something that you want to incorporate into the front end. Because again, when you have those people that are going to be looking at your listing more thoroughly and they're seeing those types of things, that can be off-putting for them. And so that's where you have the back-end search terms. If, if there are unique opportunities there, you can tuck them away where the customer is not going to see them but still take advantage of that opportunity. And sort of going hand-in-hand hand with that is also being thoughtful about what, what it are, what are you competing on? Because if you're just taking the top 
30 phrases that come up in whatever tool you're using, you might be really limiting yourself and putting yourself into a highly competitive environment when if you started to dig in a little bit more, perhaps the search volumes are a little bit lower on some other phrases, but they could in fact be um, opportunities for you to really stand apart, uh, have lower PPC costs even, and um, and just a, a not quite as cutthroat of a space to be trying to uh, assert yourself. Okay. Interesting. So uh, what about infographics? I think, uh, you know, a lot of listings use infographics too nowadays. Do you have any advice on how to optimize infographics? Sure. So going back to what we were talking about with EBC, the benefit of being able to use lifestyle photos is fantastic and one that you should really uh, take advantage of. It's worth hiring a photographer or a designer to create some of those images. It creates a, a more pleasant experience. It helps you look more professional. And again, it's helping to grab that attention um, or even just show how your product looks. You know, some people see, see dimensions and it's difficult for them to visualize what that means. But if you're helping them to see what the size actually is by putting it into a familiar environment, then they're able to have a better sense of whether, again, that's the size that they're looking for or not. And what you can do to make those lifestyle images even more impactful is to then incorporate some, uh, some great copy into them because what that does is that's helping to hone the, the customer's attention and make them really be taking the message that you want them to take from that image. So if you have somebody that's standing on a mountain uh, and perhaps they have, you know, a backpack and a hat on and some other things, you don't really know what, what the, that brand is trying to communicate there because maybe also that brand has a little bar that's in that person's hand that you don't even see because it's not that apparent. But then if you were to have something about, you know, fueling your next adventure, suddenly you see that bar in their hand and you understand that, oh, this is about something that's really going to give you that energy and the nourishment that you need to climb tall mountains, you know, if it's like a, a nutrition bar or something like that. And so uh, copy is great not only for that, but also to really excite people and to uh, get an emotional response, whether there's somebody that's just a visual shopper or maybe it's uh, they've looked at everything, they're sort of dilly-dallying, they're on the fence, they're, they're, they could be very easily pushed over the edge to make that purchase and by having that last little uh, nudge, you're, you're going to help them to make the decision that this is the product for them that they do want to go ahead and purchase it. Right. So there are different types of infographics too, right? I mean, there are uh, infographics where just the features of the product are highlighted. For example, if it's a water bottle, then they'll talk about the, maybe the height of the water bottle, the type of finish and, you know, all of those things. And then there are infographics that are more kind of lifestyle focused. So do you think uh, sellers should use both on the listings or one or the other or, you know, which works better? I would say that they both serve a function. Just be mindful of how you're doing it. Like something that I see that a lot of people love to do is they'll have a picture of the image and then they'll have lots of little circles or squares all around it with, you know, eight different features and benefits. And it's so 
small because they're trying to cram so much in that you have to actually zoom in to read what it is that they're trying to say. And that's unpleasant enough if you're on a desktop, but then if you're on a mobile and you're trying to zoom, people don't, you don't want to do anything that's going to make people take extra effort because most likely they're not going to put that effort in. And in fact, if you're making them work, you're also creating an opportunity for them to go elsewhere, to get distracted, to remember that they had that other tab open that they wanted to check out or that video that they wanted to watch, or they see your competitor lurking underneath and they get intrigued by that and click off your page. And so you want to make sure that you're doing the best that you can to make it easy for the customer to get the information that they want to build that excitement and to, um, you know, push them towards uh, a purchase or help them understand that this isn't the product for them. So the features can be really great and can be something that are that's worthwhile to include, especially if you know that those are features that are really important uh, deciding factors, like, you know, going back to something like a water bottle. A lot of people would want to really know that that water bottle is um, BPA free. So that would be something that's a feature that's still an important detail that that people would respond positively to. Or maybe you have a stainless steel water bottle, I don't know, I've never seen this happen before, that you can put in the dishwasher. That would be miraculous because all of those you have to wash by hand and they're sort of hard to clean. And so if you figured out a way to have a stainless steel water bottle that is also uh, can go in the dishwasher, then that's for sure something that you should be emphasizing um, that it is a benefit that you can clean it easily. But I would say even just the feature itself uh, is one worth highlighting in an image. Okay, fantastic. Hey, that's uh, been really great, Emma. You've shared so much, uh, you know, good information and uh, really good tips. So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the various services that you offer for Amazon sellers? And uh, you also have a special offer for all of our listeners here at the Asian Seller Podcast. Do you want to tell us about that as well? Definitely. So as far as services go, uh, we can help with launching new Amazon listings. We can also help to rework existing Amazon listings. So perhaps you have a listing that's not performing as well as you expected or you hoped. We can work on that and see whether we can bring some improvement to that. But what we can do before all of that and something that I'm happy to offer to all of your listeners is we are happy to give free feedback. So if anybody is just wondering whether the listing optimization is where they should be putting their time, energy, and resources. We're happy to take a look and give some feedback and say whether it is something where there's, there's room to make improvement or perhaps you would actually be better served by, um, you know, some other strategy or improving your images or something else. So we can help with writing basic listings. We can help with EBC uh, content. We can help with creating text for infographics, and we can also help conduct front-end keyword research if that's something that you're either not comfortable doing or you just want somebody to take a second look and see whether there might be some other uh, keyword opportunities that you weren't aware of. And I guess I also would like to mention that we don't just only work with Amazon. So if you're looking to expand into Shopify or if you have um, other types of marketing writing needs, we can definitely help you with those as well as you grow your business and as you expand onto other types of uh, marketplaces and channels. 
as far as a special offer goes, we would love to, in addition to the free listing analysis, we'd be very happy to give two free photo texts with any Amazon listing purchase. And so the code for that is TAS2, the number two, photos. Uh, so if you use that at checkout, then you can redeem that. Or if it gets confusing and you just mentioned that you come from the Amazon seller, then we'll be sure to make sure that you get those photos one way or the other. Yeah, the Asian seller. So uh, what about the, the free listing review? How do people redeem that? So you can contact us through Facebook. It's just Marketing by Emma. You can send an email to hello at marketingbyemma.com. Uh, you can reach out on LinkedIn, I suppose. Uh, th that would just be my Emma Shermer Tamir. So whatever platform is most comfortable for you, uh, contact, say where you're coming from, provide a link to the listing that you'd like to, us to take a look at and we'll gladly get back to you with some feedback. Okay, great. So I'll, I'll put all of these links uh, in the show notes section on, on the article page and the website and also on, um, you know, Apple podcasts and all. So, um, and I'll also mention the code that you are, uh, that you have for the free photos. So that's TAS2, the number two photos. So awesome. Hey, Emma, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm really looking forward to meeting you at Global Sources Summit later this month. You're speaking there as well. So I'm really looking forward to, to meeting you for the first time <laughs> over there. Thank you so much. I also really look forward to meeting you and to participating in the summit and to going to that part of the world for the very first time. So I'm excited to eat some dumplings and <laughs> yeah. get some new experiences and learn a bunch of awesome things with some great people, yourself awesome. included. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of, uh, a few of the listeners actually of our podcast are also going to be there. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to to meet some sellers from Singapore as well. I mean, of course, a lot of sellers are from the US and uh, other countries, but yeah, we have sellers from Singapore coming to the summit as well. Awesome. Well, if you, yes. if you listen please, and come, please make sure to say hello. I would love to, to meet any of the listeners or non-listeners. <laughs> uh, always happy to meet new people. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, Emma, thank you very much and you enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.